It is Monday, October 19th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Tonight's topics, Dana White created an environment where anything can be said and written off as mean things fighters say to each other, and that includes when a fighter praises a murderer. There's still time for Dana White to reflect and change, but will he? I don't think he's going to. The UFC's marketing for UFC 254 took another step over the line today when it implied that Javier Nurmagomedov is a 28-0 UFC champion and that Justin Gaethje has a 100% finish rate. Technically, both these things are true, but I think the UFC is trying to muddy the waters on this and confuse people. And I'll tell you why I think that way. Habib Nurmagomedov says that if Conor McGregor fights Justin Gaethje and it's at any weight but lightweight, that McGregor will not get a UFC title shot, no matter what. That makes sense, but will it make sense to the UFC and Dana White? I'm not so sure. The UFC avoided a bit of an issue today, but just barely. Zelim Imadayev, who was with the UFC for three fights and then was released. His last fight was in September. You might remember it. He was the dude that got slapped by Michelle Pereira a bunch of times during their their matchup. But anyway, Imadayev took to social media to post his support for a Chechen refugee who had beheaded a school teacher in France um, the teacher had shown some cartoons to his students of the Prophet Muhammad as part of a class discussion on freedom of expression. And this 18-year-old uh, refugee beheaded the teacher. And I'm, I'm a Dayev and another fighter who was linked to the UFC but never officially in the UFC mentioned their support for, the, for what this 18-year-old man did. And so why is this important to the UFC? That because neither of these guys are on the roster. It's important to the UFC because this goes back in my mind at least to White's um, comments that he never stifles anyone's uh, words or freedom of expression or allows them to say whatever they want. So if either of these guys had been in the UFC, he, the UFC and Dana White would have been questioned about this and should have been questioned about it and still might be questioned about it because it's relevant because he was a UFC fighter until very recently. So, again, it's important because of what White said when Colby Covington was being chastised for saying racist things to Kamara Usman. And let's not say they weren't racist because it, it was 100% racist. Then folks that were asked about it said it was racist, UFC fighters. So it's not just my opinion. It's the opinion of uh, a lot of people and including a, a handful of UFC fighters that were actually asked about it. And some that weren't asked about it voiced their opinions as well, which I'm thankful for. So White painted himself in a corner with Covington by not doing anything. 
his words were more or less, hey, we don't stifle anybody's expression. We let them say what they want. This is the fight game. Mean things get said. And so, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, but I also believe that when racist things get said, that that logic is, is out the window and you can and should address them. White didn't do that. He copped out. He took the coward's way out. And by taking the coward's way out, he painted himself in a corner for situations like this to happen. So now you get asked, what are you going to do about it? And the real answer is, unless you want to be a hypocrite, you can't do anything about it. The UFC and Dana White can't do anything about it. Because you let that guy, Colby Covington, get away with saying racist things. So you got to let this guy get away with saying things that you might find objectionable. And my approach on this, my thinking is, you can say what you want, but you have to deal with the repercussions of what you say. And this isn't a freedom of speech thing, because the freedom, freedom of speech is, protects you from the government. It doesn't protect you from your boss or the person who signs your checks, or whoever you work for in, as an independent contractor. You don't get protection from them. They can, and they can, and they should deal with issues like this. Dana White didn't. So now his options are limited. So if something like this gets said, and you rely on past precedent, which was people say mean things, and, oh, well, well, then this is acceptable talk in the UFC. Is it? Because it shouldn't be. Nor should Colby Covington's, what Colby Covington said, be acceptable talk in the UFC. So there's where the rub is. And now if you release uh, this guy, you look, you look like the bigot. Because it was okay for the white dude from America to say something offensive, but the Muslim guy, he said something offensive and then you released him. Now you got a different problem. And who created that problem? Dana White created that problem. So you can't accept homophobia, sexism, racism, xenophobia. You can't accept any of that. But once you do, you more or less have to accept everything because you made a statement that said, this is the fight game. We don't stifle anyone's speech. You can say what you want. Well, then you can say what you want and there's no limits to that. Now you see what the problem is. By accepting all this other shit, when something that you don't agree with or looks bad on the organization does get said and Racism does look bad on the organization, but still nothing got said because I don't know why actually. But now you got a problem. Dana White created this problem. And now hopefully he sees that he created a problem and hopefully he does something about it the next time this pops up. The next time somebody uses a homophobic slur. The next time some UFC fighter says something sexist. The next time some UFC fighter says something racist. React to it. And say, you screwed up in the past. Because it's going to happen again. Is it going to be to the level of of these two fighters praising a, a murderer? 
I don't know. Because it happened. I hope it's not, but it could be. And so there's time to correct. There's time to reflect and say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have let Kobe Covington say something racist. Maybe I shouldn't have let Michael Bisping say something homophobic. And you can go down the list of fighters who have said something homophobic and sexist on more than one occasion. And that includes the, the, the darling Jorge Masvidal. There's time to correct it and there's time to admit that you were wrong, Dana White. And I know that's a tough pill for, for someone with an ego the size of yours to swallow, but maybe you should swallow that pill because this is what you created that you can't do anything about something like this these fighters praising a murderer because you created an environment where anything goes so think about it not everything can be written off as just simple trash talk you might try it it might be the easy way out but again it's the coward's way out you want to be the big bad boss? Be the big bad boss and address the issues that are in front of you. And Colby Covington is one of those issues. The second promotional video for the UFC 254 main event was released recently. And where the initial video just praised Habib Nurmagomedov as the most dominant champion in UFC history which is untrue because he's only had two title defenses. This next one that just got released takes things even to a bigger extreme. In it, UFC, I think it's uh, Joe Rogan, UFC commentator Joe Rogan says that Nurmagomedov is the 28-0 UFC champion, which he's 28-0, but if if someone unfamiliar with the UFC and... Nurmagomedov's career might mistake that as the UFC saying that he is 28-0 and 0 as a UFC champion. And I know people are going to say that I'm reading too much into that, but I don't think I am. I think that is the intent, to, is the wording is intended to make this murky to make him look like he is a 28-0 UFC champion, as in he has had 28 UFC championship fights. He's had two UFC title defenses too. He's not the most dominant fighter. He, he might be the most dominant fighter in UFC history, but he is definitely not the most dominant champion in UFC history. No, no. Uh, he's not even top five, I don't think. Um, and I will think I'm going to write something about this or at least talk about it as the fight approaches. But I mean, you could even, you could look at Ronda Rousey and, and her run as UFC champion, was more dominant than Nurmagomedov's is right now. So, not the most dominant champion. Not a 28-0 UFC champion. He's a 28-0 MMA fighter and a 2-0 UFC champion and an undefeated UFC fighter. These things are all different. But if you're tricky with the way you word them, you can misrepresent them. And I think that's what the UFC is attempting to do. They market things over the top, and it, it, it's literally unnecessary in a case like this, but yet it gets done, and it just bothers me and makes me wonder what the hell they're thinking. 
And then they go and say that Justin Gaethje has a 100% finish rate. So the problem I have with this is you claim that Nurmagomedov is 28-0 UFC champion, kind of leading people to believe that he's 28-0 as a champion in the UFC, or he's at least 28-0 as a UFC fighter. These are the the things that people can read into this. And then you go and say Justin Gaethje has 100% finish rate. He does in the UFC if you, if you discount the fact that he got knocked out twice, but he doesn't overall. So... On one hand, you're trying to claim that Nurmagomedov's record and, and everything he's accomplished has been in the UFC, but then when you use Gaethje as an example, you only count his UFC fights. You can't have it both ways. The whole thing is misleading it and unnecessary. This fight and these two men can stand on their own merits. They don't need muddled promotional talk. It's unneeded in this in this case. Just give the facts. The UFC always has to have something bigger and better and the best in the world and the first in human history and all that kind of bullshit. It doesn't know how to promote in a even 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 and balanced way. And I mean, I know the promotional game is all about lying and, and building things up. But why? Why do you have to build this up more than it already is? It's a big fight. It's a huge fight. There's no reason to to make it something it's not. It's the UFC way, and it bothers me, and it should bother everyone. And the, and the more it happens, the worse it gets. Because then the next time you got to top it, and the next time you got to top that, and that's how you ha- end up with Ronda Rousey being a once in human history fighter. And then she goes out and gets starched. Someone should feel a little shamed about about making those statements but they won't because they accept this part as part of the fight game it shouldn't be it's it's ridiculous it just angers me and i'm probably in the minority on this and i don't really give a shit just promote it straight there's no reason to build things up more than they are this is a great fight everyone should be looking forward to it the dominant, most dominant fighter in UFC history is an acceptable way to refer to Habib Nurmagomedov. One of the most violent fighters in UFC history and MMA history is Justin Gaethje, who's actually gotten better with his striking now that he's taken a step back from being just pushing forward. He's actually improved as a fighter. And, you know, we don't know how good his wrestling is going to be. But it's there, and he's not used it in the UFC. So, you know, promote what you know. Promote the real things. So I'll shut up about this for now, but I'm not going to shut up for about it overall because I find it a despicable way to promote things. And it's par for the course for the UFC, sadly. So I would hope that at some point this bullshit just gets done away with and we don't have to say things are going to be the biggest best baddest because you never know and you don't have to promote somebody as something they're not play it straight it's still going to be an interesting fight if you promote it in a truthful manner that's not going to change Habib Nurmagomedov spoke to Mike Swick on his podcast 
and the topic of Conor McGregor getting a lightweight title shot came up. Legit question. And Nurmagomedov said that if McGregor and Poirier fight and it's at 155 pounds, then the McGregor rematch would make sense. But from what Nurmagomedov said, he expects that fight to take place at 170 or even 185, which doesn't make sense to to Nurmagomedov and shouldn't make sense to anyone that the winner of that would come out and get a lightweight title shot because it's not a lightweight fight. And Nurmagomedov's point was you don't get to fight at welterweight or middleweight and then roll on into a lightweight title shot because you didn't fight at lightweight. You didn't fight at lightweight. You fought at a higher weight and therefore you're not a lightweight title contender. And I 100% agree with that. Dana White will make some kind of excuse and say, well, McGregor didn't want to cut weight, so we didn't make the fight at, at, at 155. Well, shit, if the option to not cut weight and fight at whatever weight class you want is offered to everyone, plenty of people will take advantage of that. No one likes cutting weight. Cutting weight sucks. It, it's not healthy. It's not good for your body. Not good for your brain. But it's part of the game. So if McGregor gets to fight at whatever weight he wants, why does he get that and no one else? So I 100% agree with Nurmagomedov on this. The winner of this fight, if it's at anything but 155 pounds, should not get a title fight because they didn't earn a title fight at lightweight. Part of fighting at lightweight and getting a title fight at lightweight is actually hitting the 155 or in a case like this 156 weight mark. Just because you don't want to doesn't mean you don't have to. And if you don't offer that up to everyone, well, why does McGregor get that offer? So, Conor McGregor fights at anything but 155 pounds for Dustin Poirier, and I still don't believe that that fight is more than 50-50 of happening. He should not be even considered for a title fight. And if Nurmagomedov has his way... I don't think he will be, but we all know Dana White wants that fight to happen and Dana White will splash money around to make that happen. But I don't know if Nurmagomedov cares one bit about that. I don't think he does. I think he fights the fight and he's he's a happy, he's happy with uh, the amount of money he's made and ran over McGregor the first time, so there's really no reason for a a rematch other than Dana White wants to make money off of it. So hopefully Nurmagomedov sees through that bullshit. And if this fight takes place at anything but 155, just straight says he is never going to get a rematch until he beats the top contender at lightweight. And that's assuming Nurmagomedov gets by Gaethje, which I still think is not a 100% done deal. You fight anywhere, but the way you want a title shot, you don't get a title shot should be pretty simple to understand that, but yet Dana White doesn't seem to follow that when it comes to Conor McGregor. And that is all I have for this evening. I will be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe. Mm-hmm.